question. It's not on. Mm -hmm. I got it pushed up. <coughs> Testing. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you what. We've got a birthday coming up a little bit later this month. Sister Karen's birthday is on February the 19th. During that week, we'll be singing happy birthday to her. But anyways, we're glad that she's a part of this church body as well as everybody else. Amen. And so... We thank God for what he's doing, what he's doing. <coughs> he's, he's not done with us yet. He's, he's still working. And uh, we're going to see this church begin to fill up, and we're going to see people starting to come in from the Amen. north, the south, Amen. the east, and the west. And we're looking forward to that. I know that today is Mission Sunday. It's also Communion Sunday. But for whatever the reason, the Lord is changing the things up a little bit for us today. I did prayer requests first and announcements next, and then now he's having me to preach my message, and then he's going. To, we're going to partake of the communion following that. So I don't know why that's the Lord's leading, but it, I feel like it is, so we're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, also remember that Women's Team Challenge has been rescheduled to November the 5th, so it's not this next Sunday like it had been previously scheduled. It's going to be not until November, November the 5th, so mark that on your calendars. Uh, anyways, we're, we're pretty much already fit, uh, situated for the guest speakers we're going to be having this year. Uh, we're going to be having an evangelist by the name of Randy Trotter come. He's going to do a one morning service with us. Uh, it's going to be in August. And then we also have, uh, seems like there's another, oh yeah, we have a, uh, Rod, no, not Rod Vincent, uh, Gene, Gene Summers. Summers. Gene Summers is going to be coming April. He's, I think it's April 23rd. It, it's a Sunday. And he's going to be with us for one service as well. So you want to be here for those events. I know. So I thought I'd tell you about them early. Uh, so you can put them on your calendar. Let's see. I don't know of anything else to add to what I've already said. So if you would, take your Bible and turn to the book of Romans chapter 1. Our text consists of two scriptures, verses 16 and 17. So if you would, when you find the, that passage, Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, please stand as we honor God at the reading of his word. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first, and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, for helping us to understand what this passage of Scripture means today, Lord. God, help us not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us, O oh God, to proclaim the good news at every opportunity. And if necessary, help us to use the words you would put in our mouth. And we ask these blessings in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. Today's message is entitled, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I pray that you're not. I pray that every time that you are given the opportunity to say something for Jesus Christ, that you take the opportunity to do so. You know, I remember this very distinctly. There was a man, we, me and my family, we were out at Six Flags one time. And I don't remember the city that it was, but anyway, we went to the Six Flags and there was these teenagers about three or four of them, all just cussing up a storm. I mean, they were not ashamed to just open their mouth and let those cuss words fly. And anyways, this one gentleman, he was there with his family too. He beat me to it. He stepped up first and he told the guys, he says, now y'all need to cool it. He says, you, you're, the way you're talking, this is a family place. You don't need to be talking like that. He says, now cut it out. And they, you know what? They did. They, at least they moved on. They may have carried it on somewhere else, but they moved on. And what I'm saying is, is that if things like that are happening around you, I think it's a, it behooves us to speak up and tell people that the Lord loves them and that he doesn't want them talking like that. And especially if they're taking his name in vain, if they're saying Amen. the GD word. So we need to be, be sure, and they were that day, and we need to be sure that uh, we are standing up for Jesus. There's a, a song in our prayer, prayer breakfast book in the back that we sing sometimes on Thursdays. As, as we finish our regular songs, there, we start looking through and looking at songs. It says, stand up for Jesus. Stand up for Jesus. Ye soldiers of the cross, lift high his royal banner, it doth not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead. Let every foe be vanquished, for Christ is Lord indeed. Amen. Amen. He is Lord indeed. And you know, that's what the gospel is all about. It's about Jesus. You know, we have this tendency sometimes to be afraid of opening our mouths and speaking about things concerning spiritual matters to people. And I think it's because we're afraid of being rejected. I know that it used to be with me. I had a, a Bible college professor one time that it was a missions class. And what she made us do was before the semester was over with, we had to go into the community and we had to witness to five different people. They didn't have to all be on the same day. It could be any day, different days. But before the semester ended, she gave us the assignment, the first day of class, and said, one thing you're going to be required to do, and it's a good percentage of the grade, 
I don't remember if it was 20 or 30 percent. But anyways, she said that what I need you, want you to do, and what you must do if you want to make a good grade in this, and she said, I want to uh, let it be on an honor system. I'm, I'm not going to ask you to tell me the person's name or anything. I'm not going to go check up on you. But I want you to go out in this community and witness to five different people about Jesus and ask them if they want to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. And so, anyways, I was not, at that time, I was not what you would call necessarily an extrovert. In other words, somebody that was really outgoing and so forth. I, I, especially in this area, I was kind of timid and shy and, like I said, afraid. And, uh, but anyways, the Lord enabled me before the end of the semester to do what she had asked. I wish I could stand up here and tell you that all five of them accepted Christ as Savior. And I didn't have any conversion. But they didn't, she didn't say it had to be conversion. You just had to do it. So I did it. And it wasn't just because I was supposed to. I, once I did the first one, I realized something. God showed me something very, very real. And that was that people need the Lord. They need Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You know, there's a lot of good moral people out there today that say they believe in God and they they say they're a Christian, but yet you look at them and you watch them on a daily basis or for any length of time, and you're going to probably notice some flaws in their armor. You're going to probably notice some things that doesn't, show forth the praises of God. But now that's not to say they're not a Christian, but what I'm saying is, is that they're relying, a lot of moral people, they're relying on their good works to get them to heaven. They think, well, if I'm just good enough, if I do enough good works, if I give enough in the offering plate, if I read enough scripture verses, if I pray enough, if I do this, if I do that, thing is, it's not about doing and not doing things. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. So he's got to have your heart. You've got to surrender yourself totally and completely to him and allow the Spirit of God to work inside of you. And there's going to be things in you, even myself still, that's not exactly going the way that it should with God. And he's going to show me those things. And when he does, I repent of those things. When the Lord shows you something wrong inside of you that doesn't please Him, you need to go immediately to the Lord and ask His forgiveness and, and admit your guilt. You know, that's that's how we get saved is by admitting our sin. That's why whenever I end with the Lord's Prayer, the, the oh, salvational prayer, there you go. That, the reason I end it with, I... I confess my sins to you. I admit my guilt in the sins I've committed. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And you know what God does? Whenever you pray that prayer, he listens to that prayer. And he answers that prayer. And he forgives you of your sins. And some people say, well, you only got to do it the one time. No, the scripture says in 1 John 1, 9, if I am faith, if I am willing to confess my sins to him, he is willing to and just to forgive me of my sins and to <coughs> me from all unrighteousness. 
It's not saying just that one time when I get saved. It's saying on a daily basis. When I know I've sinned, I've got to confess it to him and make sure that things are right with me in him. But you see, in my lifetime, one time I got so bad off spiritually that I didn't feel impressed to even ask God to forgive me for anything. And yet, here it was in that holding cell. The Lord heard my cry of help, and he came in and he turned my life around. And I'm now serving him again, and that's what I'm saying to you tonight, this morning, I mean, is that you can accept Christ as Lord and Savior. Don't rely on your good works get you into heaven because it's not about works it's about faith in Christ Jesus your Lord and Savior and so that's what Paul was saying here in verse 16 he was saying for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ that word gospel actually means good news in other words the good news is that Jesus died on the cross for your sin you don't have to go through that. You don't have to live eternally separated from God. Though Adam and Eve committed the sin that separated us from God to begin with, we all have been born with that sin gene inside of us except for Jesus Christ himself. And so that's what I'm saying to you today is this, that Jesus is our perfect propitiation for sin. In other words, he's a perfect substitute. And so what we need to do is we need to put our faith and trust in him. And he will forgive us of our sins. It says, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Notice that it said for everyone who believes. In other words, it's not saying that everyone is saved. Everyone can possibly be saved, yes. All they've got to do is put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. But what it's saying is, is that not everyone is a child of God. Not every, Everyone is a creation of God, but not everyone is a child of God. The Bible says that those that are led by the Spirit are the sons and daughters of God. And so what we need to do is, is to give our hearts to Him and to allow Him to change us into who He wants us to be. And so, therefore, it's got power. If the gospel didn't have power, we'd still all be stuck in our sins. But there's power in the gospel message. The gospel message is a real simple message, folks. I, I think sometimes we try to complicate it. Yeah. We, we have this tendency. I was watching this show the other day on TV at my dad's house in Dallas. That's where I've been all week is with my dad and, and trying to visit with my mom. Anyways, I was watching this show on the television and he, this guy's interviewing this young woman about knowing whether she knew Christ or not. And he said that most of the time, and then after he finished the interview, he uh, made the comment that most of the time <clears throat> that people uh, say that they don't witness as they should is because they say they're not prepared to. Well, you know, the only thing you got to do is trust God. Amen. That's right. Just open your mouth and he'll fill it. That's right. He'll tell you what to say. Witnessing really is nothing better, boils down to nothing more than you sharing your gospel testimony with people around you. 
<clears throat> you know, I wish I had it done that one time whenever I was at a job I was at. It was a temporary assignment. I was working through one of those employment agencies. And this young man, I've worked with him for over a week. And I can't remember his name. But anyways, he he was not a believer. And you could just tell it by the way he talked and spoke and acted and stuff. Well, one of these times, we had these baby uh, diaper stuff, this, these coupons that they would, people would send in. Sometimes they would even send tracts or a donation. Anyways, you were supposed to give it to the boss lady if, they, if that happened. So anyways, this guy, he ends up getting this spiritual tract. And he read it to me. And he says, do you think God's trying to tell me something? And, I, and then all I said was, I don't know, could be. And I left it at that. You would have thought, me being a minister, I would have moved right in. But that was my open invitation to share Jesus Christ with this guy. But we were at work. And I thought to myself, maybe I'll get a chance to an opportunity to talk to him after work. But he was all out the door before I left. So, Anyways, next day he didn't come back to work. And, uh, anyways, well, for the next two weeks, we didn't know why. We thought maybe his assignment had ended, but with this company. But, uh, after two weeks, the head lady told us why he didn't come back. Because that night that he had asked me about that track, he said, he, I never will forget it. He said, do you think God's trying to tell me something? And I never will forget that. And all I said was, could be, I don't know. And I wish I could take that opportunity back because that, that night, the guy got killed on a motorcycle accident. He went into eternity just like that. And now he's there wherever he is. I hope he made a deathbed confession. And I hope he's in heaven to see me when I get there. But I just pray that God doesn't hold his blood against him. But you know, the scripture says that if we know to do right and tell people about Jesus and we don't do it, that their blood will, if we don't warn them, that their blood will be held required at our hands. So that may be what's going to happen to me but when I get to heaven. I don't know, but it won't keep me out of heaven. But I do know that I wish I had that opportunity back again. And from then on, since that happened, I never have passed out an opportunity to tell people about Jesus when I'm being led of the Spirit to do so. And so that's what I'm trying to say. Is that there was a wise man once said, Tell people at all times about Jesus. Use words if necessary. In other words, it's supposed to be a lifestyle. Salvation is a lifestyle. We are to live righteously and holy and pure lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what got Paul in the hot water that he was in when he wrote this passage of Scripture. He was in prison. But yet, he's sharing that he's not ashamed of the gospel. And that's what we need to be. We need to not be ashamed of the gospel message 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it has power to change a person's life. It changed me. Believe me, if you had known me before I got saved, you would have said, there's no way that guy's ever going to get saved, much less be in the ministry. I've been in the ministry over 30 some odd years now because God's made a difference in me. And, you know, he'll, he'll do the same in your life. He'll do the same in other people's lives. But we've got to share the gospel message. We've got to share the good news of how Christ came and died and loved them enough to came and die for their sins. Did you know that it wasn't the nails that kept Jesus connected to that cross? It was his love for you and me and for all of mankind. So we need to be sure that our lives are being lived in a righteous and holy manner. In a manner that shows forth the praises of God. And called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That's what we need to be doing today. And then it says in verse number 17. I'm getting ready to close. In verse number 17 it says. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written the just shall live by faith. You know. That, that expression, faith to faith, means from the moment that you accept Christ as Savior, that faith that you use to get saved, it, it's a progressive faith. In other words, it moves in your life on a daily basis as you surrender to the Holy Spirit. You, you begin to change from the inside out. And, and all of a sudden, your life is no longer what it used to be. Because one, you're, you're no longer your own. You belong to the Lord. You, you're his property. Once you made that decision to accept Christ as Lord and Savior, you turned your reins of your life over to him. And you, you've given yourself to him. And you're allowing him, or supposed to be allowing him, to, to live his life in and through you. Just like Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and through through the, in this life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. So you see, it's a daily progressive faith. It, it moves, it, it changes you. It transforms you. And that's what we need to be. We need to be transformed for the Lord Jesus Christ. And whenever that happens, it's not about whether I, I know all the right scripture verses, it's not about whether or not I know I'm an eloquent speaker or not. But what it's about is that I'm a submitted Christian to Jesus Christ and willing to be used in that. <coughs> willing to be a witness for him. And he'll give us opportunity. He'll give us opportunity. So all we got to do is just ask the Lord. To send somebody our way that needs Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And then when he does that, don't shy away from him. Don't say, well, I, I'm afraid they may reject me. I'm, are you a people pleaser or a God pleaser? That's what it amounts to. <clears throat> because if you're a people pleaser, you're going to want to stay on their good side. You know, that's what Peter did whenever he denied Jesus that time. 
He was trying to fit in with the crowd. He was gathered with everybody else there. And he was identified, even though he was trying to stay incognito, he was identified as being a Christian. And he kept saying, no, I'm not. I don't even know the man. And it says that before this happened, that Jesus had told him, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. And he says, and so on the third denial, it happened just like Jesus said. It says that even that third time he even swore, which means I believe cuss words. Anyways, and so when that happened, as soon as he did, boom, the cock crowed. And all of a sudden, he remembered what Jesus had said. It says he turned and he, and when he looked at the cross, Jesus was staring straight at him. You see, you see what I'm saying? We can't be like Peter in that one occasion. He, he, after that happened, he was on a seat. He was in the boat, back to his profession. And when Jesus, they saw him on the shore. They didn't know it was him at first. But they saw someone on the shore. And they end up, he ends up making sure that, first of all, it was Jesus that was there. And then it says that he couldn't even wait until to get to the shore by boat. He dived in and swam to shore. And he gets there and Jesus asks him three different times, Peter, do you love me? He asked him three different times. I believe it's because he denied him three times. But anyway, he ended up saying yes to each one of them. And then that same guy, that had denied Jesus before. He's used on Pentecost, day of Pentecost, to help win over three or 5,000 souls to the Lord by his preaching. So you see, there's never a, a time that you can't be used of God if you'll keep yourself humble before him and repent and, and stay submitted to him. He'll use you. And he'll use you to be a witness for him. And Peter was a very bold guy. He even told the magistrate, he said, look, Jesus is the one that you guys crucified. I mean, he didn't, he didn't mince his words. He told them how the cow ate the cabbage. He says, you were the ones that crucified this Jesus. Anyways, he ends up, uh, he ends up, being used by God to, to win so many souls for the kingdom of God, just like the Apostle Paul. You know, it was rumored that Paul had to have a different guard every so often because he had witnessed to them and did get saved. That's what I've been told anyways. I don't know if it's truthful or not, but it's, a, it's, it's probably what did happen there because Paul was that kind of an individual. He wasn't going to let anything that was hindering him keep him from spreading the gospel message of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he was not ashamed of it. That's why he was, he was using the gospel to save people's hearts and lives from the devastation and, and possible destruction of hell. He was preaching to them the gospel message, which, which has inside of it the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so we need to be sure that we understand that today and let, let God use the faith that we have in Christ 
as Savior and Lord continue to be the faith we use on a daily basis because that's the faith that's going to get us all the way home. That's the faith that's going to make it to where the Bible says, those who endure to the end shall be saved. You know, it's, you can't just go part of the way. You can't go three-quarters of the way. You can't even go five-sixths of the way. You've got to go all the way. And when we do that, we'll be saved. And the devil's got pitfalls and snares and everything else out there trying to trip us up, trying to get us not to follow after God in the ways that we should. But don't let him win. Just keep using your faith. Keep walking by faith. And don't be ashamed of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Let's bow. Father, we thank you this morning that your presence is in this place. We thank you, dear God, for speaking to hearts and lives. God, help us to open our mouths and to speak forth the praises of God who brought us out of darkness and into this marvelous light. We ask, dear God, that you help us to trust you and not ourselves to try to win people to Jesus because we can't do it. But as we submit ourselves to you, as we allow you to, to be make us your spokespeople, then, Lord, you're going to win souls to the kingdom of God. You're going to do it, not us. <clears throat> we thank you, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for those that are watching by Facebook Live today. We ask your God that if there's anyone out there today who needed this message of salvation, that they come to know Christ as Lord and Savior. I pray, dear God, that the Holy Spirit will convict them right now of their sins. And Lord, as we about, I'm about to pray the sinner's prayer with them, Lord, I pray that they mean it with all their heart and by faith, Lord, as they recite it. And Lord, if you have a different prayer for them, then let them speak that. But whatever it is, Lord, save their soul today, Lord. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer. And if any one of you would like to join me, you're more than welcome to do so. Those of you that are on Facebook Live, we're going to be partaking of the Lord's Supper here. There's only one requisite uh, requirement that God makes about partaking of the Lord's Supper. And that is that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, it's symbols that we use to show forth the praises of God in Christ Jesus. It shows the death until Jesus comes, or Jesus Christ. And so we just take a, what we have is we have pieces of bread and cups of grape juice. And you can I'll give you a minute to go and look for those items if you'd like. And but before we do, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask his forgiveness of our sins. Father God, we love you. We thank you for your son Jesus. We thank you for your son Jesus. We thank you that we have forgiveness. We thank you we have forgiveness. In and through him. In and through him. I confess my sins to you. I confess my sins to you. I admit my guilt and my sins. I admit my guilt and my sins. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And to cleanse me from all I thank you, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that you have now added my name, 
the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lamb's Book of Life. And I thank you and love you. I thank you and love you. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. At this time, if Brother Lawrence and Brother Claire, uh, Lawrence and Brother Marvin started to say Clarence, I don't oh. know why. <laughs> Maybe there's a Clarence in mind, you don't know. <clears throat> Could be. These gentlemen are going to pass out. The, these gentlemen are going to pass out the sacraments of the Lord's Supper. they're passing them out, I'm turning to the passage of scripture I normally use for the reading of the word to, as we partake of the Lord's Supper, but while you're turning there, if you just said that prayer of salvation, then you're safe. So if that was the only thing that was holding you up from being able to preach, being able to partake of the Lord's Supper. That barrier is now gone. Because Jesus' blood covered your sins. Amen? It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 23, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when... He had given thanks. He broke it and say, said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Pastor Laura, would you say the blessing over the symbol of the body? May partake of the soul of the body. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you eat, eat as you drink. This do as often as you drink it. In remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Brother Marvin, would you say the blessing over the symbol of the blood? Father, if we're taking this symbol of your blood, Lord, let us remember what it symbolizes, Father. The blood you shed on Calvary for us. And we just give you all the praise and glory for it, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may partake of the symbol of the blood.
He paid a debt he did not owe. I owe a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay. Thank you, brother. At this time, I want to ask any those of you that are on Facebook Live, if you would like to find a church to go to now, we'd be glad to have you here at the Pearl Assembly of God. We're located at 201 West Royce Boulevard. It's spelled R-E-U. SS it's here in Quero. We'll be glad to have you. Uh, the service on Sunday mornings is 9.30 for Sunday school, 10.30 for morning worship, and then again at 6 o'clock in the evening for evening service. And then also we have a nursing home service we do at 2 o'clock on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, and we have another one that's for Sunday school, and then with the service itself, it's at three o'clock if you'd like to come. But I believe we're not going to have it today. I'll have to call out to the nursing home and find out if everything's okay out there or not. Uh, but, anyways, if you would give me a call if you're planning on coming to make sure that we're still going to be going. But, anyways, we'll be glad to have you come and be a part of what God is doing here. If you'd really like to be joined to a church that's preaching the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. At this time, I'm going to go ahead and have us dismissed. Brother Lawrence, would you dismiss us in prayer? Okay. Dear Holy Father, we want to thank you for the work that you've given us, Lord. We want to thank you for your mercy that endures in us every day, Lord, Father. We ask you, God, to go with us, Lord, and help bring souls over to you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We ask that your guardian angels camp around us, Lord, and help us not help us to fight temptation as we go about, Father, to give you the honor and the praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen. 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 God bless you. We love you. You're just